Um, also, Alex, a... fresh sweatshirt, man. That is. Did you a... guys? Mm. Do you guys? Do you recognize it? No. Is it from a Crayola box? This is Dale's sweatshirt. He was wearing it in every side oh. interview. Every uh, one of Dale's conversations was him wearing this sweatshirt, and I was like, I, I kind of like that sweatshirt, and so I did a phone uh lens and it was like this is from levi's and here it is on zappos and so i ordered it well there you go canadian wow. dale yeah canadian dale he was wearing okay. the- that's very cool hey everybody welcome back to pack your mics the former top chef podcast from the creators of the best thing ever <laughs> And today we're back for a special one-time season 20, whole season wrap. We're wrapping up the entire Top Chef World All-Stars in London and Paris season. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm in Hollywood, California with Megan for now. Hi, buddy. Hi, everyone. Also, we're joined in Northern California by Ezra and Sarah. Good morning. Hello. Running out the panel in Burbank, we have our requisite number of Sarahs with new Sarah and Kyle. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, y'all. And you're both H's. Do you guys, how do you feel about Sarah No H getting so far? I think that's, you know what, this is going to be a controversial statement, but I think that's a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just not Sarah. It's a it, different name. Yes, exactly. No, it's, it's a real name, but not my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start out. So we just finished the finale. We just watched the whole, we, we packed a few in this week. We've had a busy week. So let's start for here from for the whole season 20 world all-stars from zero to five. How many crumpets are in your Frimbleby nimble bottoms? <laughs> how, oh. how British was this show for you? Uh, uh, I'd say my Frimbledy nimble bottoms are overflowing with crumpets. <laughs> I think it was a king's dozen of, of crumpets. Oh, uh, the king's dozen. Is the king's 14? dozen. <laughs> How many does the king get? I think a king's yeah. dozen is six, right? It's oh, yeah, it's six true. out of five. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, the uh, I, I I agree. I think it was. I thought it was love, uh, adorably British. It was it was wonderfully British. We got a nice variety of British things. We got to see a fancy. What was the grocery store, Megan? Fortnum and Mason. We got Fortnum and Mason groceries where there's carpet on the floor of a grocery store, which is wildly that's, confident. That, that's where you want it. <laughs> uh, we. We got to see Scotch eggs. We had a pub crawl. Sarah and Kyle are dealing with a lot of child who was so calm until we hit record. And then it's like, I am now a tornado. Our Al- kids also, are hungry now, Yeah, too. also our kids, after all morning, just came up to us going, we're hungry. <laughs> I guess we should actually start there before we talk more about how many crumpets we saw, which is um, we, we've, we've gotten so many messages this season uh, saying that people miss us. And it is so... It's been so hard, you guys. I'm so it makes me so sad every time I get a like they did a Fast and Furious crossover and you weren't there for me. We need you. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I do feel terrible. It's not but, you, it's us. Yeah, you can tell from how short like first of all, we're still immediately we're missing, chaotic. Yeah. We're missing one one quarter of the panel, and then even this panel immediately disbanded, like right yeah. after we started. <laughs> you know, it's like when like when a, like a, a an athlete retires and you're like oh I bet they had more than take and they come back maybe somehow and they're like they're like immediately just like just you're terrible. saying this episode is Michael Jordan playing baseball uh, no it's Michael no. Jordan playing for the Wizards we're the Wizards that's what I was gonna say yeah <laughs> playing basketball again for yeah, the Wizards like, oh no maybe you should have <laughs> that sunset actually was the good place for you to go off into maybe you did not have any more I see why you left 
I I really do feel for people because I also felt I, like I missed us the whole time. Every time we'd watch an episode, I wish we could have talked about it. I wanted to hear your thoughts. Also, I like really value after shows of other shows. Do you guys listen to other, not Top Chef, but like other TV shows after podcasts? I do the Scrubs we rewatch podcast, oh, even though that show is 20 years old. Yeah, but, no spoilers, yeah. people. It, <laughs> but yeah, I, it makes me happy. For it's sure. so nice. I, I listened to the, the official Succession podcast, which is not great. And every time I'd be like, this should be better. And I would still listen to it every time because I just wanted to hear somebody talk about it. So like it existed. I don't is know. Is there a just, clever title for that? Like, like, like the official succession? succession. I don't know. It should be. Okay. Pr- procession they should do one before the show ah, all right anyway discussing I, predictions <laughs> for the next show <laughs> the well the, the you know it's it was hosted by a tech reporter who's great at interviewing tech ceos and really bad with actors like every show was like what was your favorite line to say it was like really not deeply insightful uh but uh what was your mvp for this character <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah and constantly talking about the people like they were real anyway it doesn't back to top chef um, so we're sorry to have not been able to be there for you. And hopefully we can just glance by some things so that at least you feel seen for this whole season having watched it. Um, so back to how British it was. Very British. Yes. Yeah. What are, yeah. What are your overfeels dumps? How did everybody feel like going into it and coming out of it now? I thought it was a lovely season. I loved Aww. all the chefs. It yeah. was relaxing and fun to watch, which is, I think, the best is what Top Chef should be. I agree. I- I think it's like a a really smart thing to do. It was, it really did a good job of splitting the difference between the familiarity of an all-star season, but also giving us so many people that we as American viewers weren't familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Because the great thing about all-star seasons is like, they aren't screwing up. There's no like bad chefs in the bunch. So like there's, there's excellent food from day one and less of a feeling out period. Uh, but then so we true. also get to learn about new people and sort of like to us as viewers, uh, we, we got to see these people like even like level up and evolve as like great chefs uh, without like having a failure period. I think my favorite part of it was the international chefs portion of it. I loved seeing them. I loved whenever Padma because Padma doesn't watch all of them, obviously would be like, did you guys do this on your season? Did you how did that work? I loved hearing about the little rules differences. And I absolutely adored when the judges from other seasons, other shows around the world would come on to this one. It was really cool to see how big the franchise is and, and the slight differences it was, in it. It was basically a multiverse episode, right? It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was Top Chef into the multiverse. Yeah. Into the chef verse And the friendships, the, the international mm. friendships, Poppy and oh, Habibi. Oh, forever. man. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The best. So many good friendships came out of this. They were so sweet. Um. Did you feel, though, one little bit about the internationalist? Did you still feel like there was maybe an advantage to being on the American Top Chef? I mean, if you look at... So we had four four American chefs, and half of them made it to the finals. Out of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Into the three spots in the finale. Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah, so probably, a, probably an edge. They had Restaurant Wars experience. There was something else. There was shopping experience. Shopping experience, right. They, yeah, a lot of the other mm-hmm. shows didn't have to shop. Um. There was something else I, I, I do now. think gonna... it's pretty different because I we had watched a few episodes of Top Chef Canada, and even mm-hmm. though it's structured largely the same, it does feel drastically different in terms of the level of competition from the one the three episodes of one season of Top Chef Canada we watched. <laughs> like we we watched all of it. I think we're current on Top Chef Canada, and we gen- we really liked it. I I really like it. Um, I do feel like the yeah. The, I mean, it's a smaller. There's a smaller number of chefs. It's just you've got a smaller talent pool. It does feel a little bit 
like the competition might be not quite as stiff there. Right, and not as well funded. And definitely not as well funded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Top Chef Canada is like six episodes long, I think. They have like real short seasons. It's not nearly as long. And it's, and they do much less travel and it's, yeah, they're clearly smaller budget, which I assume is true of some of these other Top Chefs as well. They're not shopping. They're not traveling. They're just like all in the same studio. I I mean, I think... Top Chef France must be pretty legit because, like, if you have like one of the five best like chefs in the world, like as your judge, like that's like they must Incredible take it seriously, right? Incredible judge. And tragically, we got so little of Top Chef France guy. He was out first, right? Immediately, immediately out for for poop shrimp. Um, you can't poop shrimp. Poop shrimp not great on any Top Chef. No, it's a bad. All right, well, let's do this then. Let, let me give we you. We started quick... and ended the season with egregious protein errors. That is so true. <sighs> yeah, the the the, the 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 level of chef and the level of cooking this whole season was so high, and the finale, not the best finale we've ever seen. Um, more Ooh. more finale stumbles, I think, than we've seen on some other seasons. But let's uh, let me give you guys a quick recap. Let me give you a season long recap. Uh, of uh, what just went down, what what we've all witnessed. I I was gonna do no prep at all for this episode, and then I had five minutes to kill, so I wrote this. Okay, here's a quick recap of Top Chef. Uh, Is this set to "We Didn't Start the Fire"? <laughs> oh, that would be really good. Um, no, th- so so the chefs all went to London, and it seemed uh, I think from the outset like Buddha would probably win. Uh, French Sam went home for poop par- poop prawns. Then they had Ritz crackers, or they. Uh, yeah, they, they ate, ate at the Ritz. Uh, Don went home for making kanji with rice that it turns out is forbidden. Can't do that. Um, and then they went on a pub crawl. Dale and May went home for scotching up an egg. They made biscuits, then stood outside a soccer stadium with uh, Bramley and Wensleydale and uh, almost killed Victoire with nuts. For not the last time, um, Luciana was relegated back to Brazil. Uh, they cooked with mead, and then they went to a Kent Verbo where Begonia was sent back to Espanya. And then the uh, the last chance chefs bumbled through high tea, low tea. I don't know. They had a real bad tea, and Dale got to come home and have the right to go home again. Um, they picnicked at High Clare Castle and made sandwiches with the wet part on the outside. And Sylvia got potato sacked. Then a bunch of emoji showed up. Weird spawn con from emoji. Uh, and uh, they made food. And then they made food you had to lick. You couldn't eat. You had to lick. And Dale went back to last chance. Last chance. Um, then a TV on a cart showing part of Fast and Furious vroomed into the kitchen with smoke effects and noise, and it was the fastest TV entrance we'd ever seen. And then they did the classic car race event, relay race. And then um, in the fastest elimination ever, Charbel found a Beirut back to the hotel. And then <laughs> in Restaurant Wars, the theme of people cooking food they like got smited or smithed, I guess is how you pronounce it. And then uh, Nicole got shit canned. Uh, the chefs made tali while Amar had the time of his life. Uh, and then Victoire over saffron to rice, leaving the show and leaving the show with a bill for a million dollars. She had to Italy. Okay. And then all is Wellington for Buddha and his sous chef Gabri. But Amar and Sarah fucked off jointly for undercooking a main protein, a theme that would get worse for Sarah. Uh, Buddha won the mold challenge, obviously, and then uh, also won the optical illusion challenge, obviously. Um, But despite working in a restaurant uh, that makes fake edible cigars and a hotel that pretends it's not a boat, aquatic aquatic clown Tom was sent to sea. And then hilariously, the next episode, they did a challenge where they cooked on a boat and Tom wasn't there for it. (laughs) He was like, man, that was my boat. I was so good at that. Then in Paris, 
Then in Paris, Gabri yelled at an Olympian uh, in the pouring rain by the Eiffel Tower, and Sarah won with a soup. But alas, Ali went away. And in the finale, everybody wanted so badly to say that it was Sarah because she had two of their favorite dishes of the night, but they were, uh, they were furious that they had to not say that because of her disgusting, inedible kidney situation. They could not process liver. her food. Liver. A oh, different sorry, liver. body part. You, different need, you, need, you need different ones. When was the kidney? Someone did kidneys too. Anyway, is there like it, a steak and kidney pie type thing? Yeah, it could be. Anyway, in okay. a, in, inedible liver and onion situation, which you would think describes all liver and onion situations, but apparently it could be better or worse. And <laughs> notice the difference. Buddha I'm, I'm bags, unchewable. There, it can be. It can always taste bad, but some can be unchewable. It's apparently really, really disgusting. It's uh, it's a traditional Jewish. We don't. We wouldn't. Dish. It wouldn't be like seared well, like that. I didn't grow up with it, but yeah. a lot of people did, and apparently it is very good. But it's more like like it's more like, like traditionally it'd be more like a spread type thing, not like uh, a big chunk seared chunks basically. Um, yeah, but I think like with anything, and I, this is us speaking as meat eaters to the long term vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, liver is already a tough sell, so yeah. when you don't cook it in a palatable fashion, it's like. Even people who like food and are adventurous can't eat it. I, I also like onions in a lot of cases, but it's not the thing that you're like, look, this part's harsh, but at least we gave you onions. Like liver and onions sounds like they're doubling down on making okay, it a hard but time like, for you. I, I think you'd have a tough time pairing like what the thing is that you like with onions, where it's like, it's like hey, Alex, for you, chocolate and onions. Congratulations. No, yeah, yeah, fig jam and onions. Yeah, there's nothing that onions super sells, but it just like, it's liver. You won't like it. But wait. Also, onions. <laughs> it's not, you know, it doesn't make it. I like, well, maybe just at the time liver onions was invented, like these are the two best, most popular dishes in the world where it's like, guys, there's two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> liver and onions. Congratulations. Was, the, the guy driving the liver truck crashed into the guy driving the onion <laughs> truck. Got liver and my onions. Got onions and my liver. <gasps> God. And there's like a kid's cereal. It's like liver and onions. O's. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, liver I mean, and Ozians. Yeah. <laughs> What a rough time. Uh, and you, but they were so mad during deliberation. They were like, Grr, I know it sucks so hard. She did that. We want so badly to say she wanted because her pea way cake it, yeah. blew our stupid minds. So here's, here's a question to us as like long term yes. Top Chef watchers Do we think that it was actually that close or was it edited to make it look like she had the better meal? Because oh, watching vibe. it throughout, Sarah and I were like, they really actively want to pick Sarah. Yeah. But the, the rules they've I instituted over 20 seasons. My, my vibe is that Buddha's food wasn't very tasty. My vibe, because they, they so many times said technically good, really perfectly cooked. They never said a, like delicious, tasty, yummy. They never said flavor things about Buddha's food. And there is a lot of the time on the show, chefs who are like technically inventive get tagged with not having a lot of heart. And that's normally not Buddha's problem. So much of his food is like amazingly flavorful at its heart. And I feel like he didn't show up with that on this. They were like, it seemed like they were genuine. My, my vibe was they were genuinely disappointed that they had to choose between these three because all of them had significant technical problems. Well, I, not I, Buddha's though. Buddha did not have significant not, not technical, technical problems, problems Sorry, but significant problems. And his might, I think, was that it the if wasn't as flavorful. It wasn't I, delicious. I mean, I thought like okay, I think I would say that Buddha. I thought Buddha was like consistently second, basically in in yep. most of these. Right? I think so and, too. Like, uh, and that's like kind of a bummer to give it to that. Um, yep. 
but but yeah. And French I'm, Chef, French Chef was like, I want to give it to Gabri because it was the most interesting meal, and he'll get better at the technical side. And Tom was like, No, that's not what this is. <laughs> that's not how we do this. But I love that 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 could be a way to do it. That's also fine. Like he'll grow into it if we let him be winner. That's like a lovely thought too. I don't know. Like in the again, this is like I can't tell if it was editing or the actual experience, but it seemed like they enjoyed Buddha's meal the least, even yeah. though they respected and appreciated everything yeah. he was doing. There just wasn't something that sparked as much like joy to them as diners when I think the, the having last, them side by side. The last one with the his second molded rose ice cream of the cha- of the season was the closest they came to like really loving it. But even then, yeah, it was like all when it landed that like butterfly cookie was so incredible. But his stuff ate kind of heavy and it just wasn't the, the other. My other theory is that Michelin star chefs just want to eat soup by the fire. Like they're <laughs> in the challenge on the boat. When Sarah won with her soup, she was like, I don't know if I'm OK just making soup. And I feel like I'm too. My food is too humble to be here. And we've had this over and over and over again as a trope on Top Chef, where if you serve a Michelin star chef, something that just feels like they're sitting in a cabin by an open fire eating soup. They, yeah. they'll be so happy they just want and, that like ratatouille moment again and again where it's like yeah it's like they, have the yeah, memory. they were all ratatouille memories of being in a cabin eating soup and they were just <laughs> the way they were raving about her soup was like these are sad people in their tough technical world where they have to do this precise tweezer food and all they want is a hearty soup uh, that was my vibe and so i feel like that's one of the reasons why they wanted to give it to uh give it to her was because her food just fa- tasted homey next time they serve soup to michelin star chefs it should be like definitely like a no a no spoon soup but also you can't pick up the bowl either so just cupping with your hands like they want to you know uh, that's, no, I think that's what they're, really- <laughs> they're, they're bobbing for soup <laughs> yes. oh yeah you know that classic childhood memory of eating soup with your hands that great uh 90s aught punk band bobbing for soup Listen, I, Gagan would have lost his mind for it. Yes, you bombed for soup like I wanted you to. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Okay, um, so Me- Megan, if she was still here, would tell you how disappointed she was that we got to finally meet the Michelin man, and he was too he was rail thin instead of looking like a pile of white tires. <laughs> <laughs> she was so upset that the Michelin man was like just a guy in a suit. I, and also, he didn't really like food. Like when he went to Buddhist, he was like, "It's too, too much." Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, here's the thing: if you're the Michelin man, you got promoted because of a love of tires, not because of a love of food, right? And I think he's just like he's like he rose through the ranks of all the parts of Michelin, right? And he's just like, "Well, I'm now in food division. I, that's not where I wanted to be." But I was it here for the love of the game with tires, and then they yes. pushed me up into this food situation, and this doesn't taste like rubber at all. <laughs> Boo! I can't go anywhere on this on this soup. <laughs> yeah, your your soup has a terrible breaking range. <laughs> was was he the one who needed more acid and everything? There was one person who just kept saying there was not enough acid. He was like far right, real skinny guy, but I don't remember okay. more about him. Um, Honestly, he just like, curves into a wheel when he's done and just like rolls somewhere. That's how he stays thin. Somebody there was like a I can't remember who there was somebody who did an interview years ago that was like, if you ever end up on a food show as a judge, all you have to say is it needs more acid, and you'll never sound dumb. And so hearing final, like the the finale meal on Top Chef 20 to have chefs be like, well, I, my, my thought was more acid is like, it's still very funny to me that <laughs> that's like still the best answer. So we'll just serve like a shot, uh, yeah, maybe just a full glass of like a balsamic vinegar. And it was like, it's just finally, a sulfuric this is exactly acid that you dissolve wanted. your food in. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just stomach acid. This hydrochloric acid is like this is the this is the memory I had from my childhood drinking acid. <laughs> Eat this with your hands. <laughs> yeah, just one's a, a Joker origin story. What are you? So let's do because it's so much to talk about. Do you have any other just favorite pulls from the season that you want to bring back? Uh, oh. The f- the thing that Sarah and I desperately wish we were podcasting for was I don't know if this was revealed when he was eliminated. But when Charbel said, like, hey, I'm only 25, I've got so much room to grow, Sarah and I both looked at each other and said, that's a rough 25. <laughs> because, like, we knew, like, he was young, but, like, I was thinking, like, with Charbel, I was, had, had to be in his 30s. So when he the, said 25. The beard does, does push you up to the 30s. I mean, I think that, that could have been my 25 year old hairline, so I respect that. Um, <laughs> so young, though. Uh, and the fact that he won his season of Tashef Mina yeah. uh, when he was 24, and the way he could s- said like to Ali, who I think we looked up and it was like maybe 30 or 31, and it was like I looked up to you and like became a chef after seeing you on that. And we're like, Ali uh, looked what? young. <laughs> Is he local? I think he lives in LA. Really? D- does he? I think. Um, yeah, there was there was one person where I, uh, one of them lives in Florida. One of the Mina chefs, and I can't remember which is which one was from there um so sure yeah charbel's in lake worth florida oh okay lake worth lake, lake worth, worth florida where he that's works what, as a private chef yeah that's where i have family in lake worth. do you really <laughs> do they well do they any of them employ charbel probably uh no i don't think he works for a veterinarian um but maybe <laughs> i don't think so either uh yeah i don't think we have any la based people here well amar is about to be la based because he's about, opening a yeah. spanish restaurant downtown boy let's so amar had an had, had an arc for this season i loved amar's arc man i loved the arc until the the downward part because he what? peaked the last just a episode? little too early and then he did he did bad got eliminated and then he was the sous chef that undercooked the yeah. liver no that no 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 he Sarah. did not undercook it uh, i would i think they made a pretty clear job of like showing the edit of him asking like do you want me to do it thick or thin and she said cut it thick the and thick he agreed with her her fault yes that's true but and so also the, I was the, the not cutting the liver, it early enough to to yeah, make sure yeah. yeah maybe yeah. but i i think can blame him at all she didn't blame no. him, no, for sure, and and no one would. But she like, except like, for you, apparently. Well, yeah, because it's his fault. I, I'm not his boss. I don't have to like deal. With, but he, he was the one. Like, look, the last person to hand the terrible liver over to somebody before she gets eliminated for it. Like, I feel like he's there anyway. It was not the best ending for him, despite him having my favorite peak of the show, where he was making the tali food he'd never tried before, tasted something, and was like. I can't believe I made that. It's so good. It was like one of the best parts of the season. Yeah. I think yeah, Amar came wonderful. into it just really chill. Like he, he, his relaxed vibes was also what doomed him, but yeah. it's also what made him so delightful and succeed. Yeah. I think also one of my favorite parts of the finale when they announced the winner is all the chefs in their coats and the judges in their fanciness. And then you just pull back and you see him in his party pants just full on Amar party party down below. Business up top, party down I, below. I really wished, I mean, I loved Gabri too. I thought he was a wonderful oh. chef and really oh. interesting food. Oh. But I think I wished that it was Amar in the final three instead mm. of him just based on the overall season up to the point that Amar got eliminated. Totally. I, I also would have liked to see Ali in the finals. I was thinking yeah. with, in the second to last ch- challenge on the on the boat, um, I was thinking that probably Gabri, although I love his story and I love him, 
I was thinking I would rather see Ali's food for that yeah. challenge. But it was mm -hmm. mostly because I was I what I didn't want to do is watch four hours of Gabri doing too many components and losing his mind. And then he was so calm. It was yeah. the best cook of the season for him. He was so chill in the finale. It was amazing. Yeah, that's true. Well, the beans. He did burn, burn black <laughs> beans, which is beans like... Again. But he made canned beans and it never came up. Everyone was like, I like the beans. So it's beans, man. That's yeah. true. There was a lot of... I don't know. I, the thing is, like, well, this was probably not the best finale we've had, but like, we had so many episodes that were finale quality basically yes, yes. Uh, and so it's like i if the, they didn't actually get the final the last one to be that good for everything i'm okay with it it's like this felt like just a finale season on the whole um yeah there's so well like, the camaraderie so yes wait I, bad my it is kind of is yeah so did you guys think this was a bad finale because it's fresh in my mind at least but we had a really good time watching it and it felt to me like a good finale because it was really dramatic i feel like the good finales are the ones that either through editing or the way the chefs do it's like it's competitive it's it's not a foregone conclusion even if they're cooking like the coolest dishes yeah and i thought it was a really interesting kind of tonal mix with buddha sarah and gabri yeah. making very different meals yes. and executing it in different ways and I, I love the conversations agree. afterwards. I, the thing that I like from a finale is where all of the people judging are like weeping and they're like, this is the yeah. greatest thing I've ever tasted. And this felt like some of the most muted praise we've gotten. And maybe it's partially the panel, but even a judge's table, they were like, a, there was a lot of talk of technical problems. And I like a technical, I love a flawless finale. I but love I, when everything yeah. is really, really good. And there was so many, this is mm -hmm. a little too heavy. It looks so beautiful, but this is two heavy things in a row. The textures are too similar, right? There was just enough of that kind of complaint that it was just hard to like have fun the way some finales are. Yeah, no, this is this is a good finale. It's not a great finale, and we had so many great episodes where everyone was just yeah. like basically flawless, where like multiple people are having these like weep worthy dishes. And so I think just in the context, like you can move this finale to a different season, and it would totally be, be like a, a good way to finish. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot better than other finales we've gotten. Uh, it's not a bad result. No, it's not. And and I, I mean. Episode one, five minutes in, I was like, I bet Buddha's going to win this season. And I never like that. This is the most I've called a season, I think. And mm -hmm. the most I think it's been clear at, at all levels where somebody's just like, he's just a he's just a freak, man. He's just operating at a different level and is so incredible. And I like and I loved Sarah and I loved mm -hmm. how different she was. It was a great contrast the whole season. And then Gabri had the best story like Gabri's Trump Loy. If he had just made it in a sponge mold shaped mold might have been might have taken it because that story mm -hmm. of him like starting the dish pit and then making a food that looks like a scotch bright di uh, sponge and then making them and the way they were like well it looks like a messy plate and he was like exactly like it was really <laughs> really wonderful so just like the stories are really good like i like as i as i think you, you said it exactly right this felt like a finale season and um, tragically the show will continue <laughs> and uh it'll it, in season 27 will be like i can't believe they're still doing that. it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> british bake off and just hobble along with different staff <laughs> and l like less interesting challenges yeah possibly that's we'll my see. concern I'm just, i don't I, i'd be excited for another all like world all-stars season in like a couple of seasons yeah um, how often can you do it because i liked this a lot and i i mean one so buddha's the first two-time winner of top chef and back to, this is kind of goat status right like I, it has like, to be yeah i mean i well, so, disagree no, oh uh, okay okay really quick before you said i just want just to finish on the thought it's also the first time someone's had a chance to win a second time this is the first time winners have come back 
other seasons, the All-Stars are always runners-up. Mm-hmm. This is the first time winners are coming to try to win a second time. So he's the only one who's had a shot at GOAT, GOAT status. But it's still unbelievable to win two seasons of 20 chefs. Anyway, but, but yeah. Kyle, why not? I just think I this season, uh, the way I, I'd put it is like, I respect Buddha so much more after seeing him go along, but I like him less mm-hmm. somehow because I, 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 I respect so much of his ability, his like thoughtfulness, the way he approaches this, but like seeing everything and also kind of shape like shaped by the way the finale looked. He's an exceptional contestant on top chef. And I couldn't imagine myself ever. like, going to his restaurant to actually eat food though but i i think he's like great at cooking for top chef and filling following the brief for quick fires and elimination challenges and winning top chef yeah but i don't think that that makes him the best he's yes he's the best contestant ever on top chef but i'm not sure if he's the best chef ever on top chef based on what he did i think that's I see what you're saying too, for sure. But I, I do think he can access that heart and soul and make really soulful, powerful, meaningful food. But that's not consistent. And I and he obviously didn't do that in this finale, which is disappointing. But I would definitely still go to his he restaurant. He definitely has a lot of soul. I food. go to and any I, of the restaurants, yeah. I well yeah. And his his restaurant, that thing where the with the butterfly cookie, I would like it would it, that would be one of the most impact, impactful dishes that's ever been placed before me. That was just so incredible. Every one of his dishes was so unbelievably beautiful um, that if you can also make it have a story and, and taste good, like it would, it seems like it might be the best night of my life, especially like, cause they ate at that, that Michelin star restaurant the night before um, where they had to like lick something off their hand. And I was caviar. just so uncomfortable with the hand web caviar compared to that style of Michelin having his just like this looks like a work of art and also you can eat it is much more up my alley and i think he wouldn't make me lick myself and it's great <laughs> if you want to you can lick yourself you don't have to though at michelin prices you can lick whatever you want but i don't have to that's what i, I want to play that's, that's what's that's what's on the like on top of the door wait was like, <laughs> lick whatever you want lick whatever you want michelin star um one other moment that i wanted to call attention to was uh what was the chef you just mentioned with the li- plate licking gagan gaganonand he was the one when he, he did, I think the first time in 20 seasons of the show where mm. after judging was like, I want to hang out with them. I don't like, mm-hmm. I want to so go cool. like get drunk with these chefs. That's what we would normally do. I don't like this weird TV thing. Then he just wandered into the stew room and was like, can I have a beer? Let's hang out. That, was, just, cool, that dude. was one Delightful. of the most amazing parts of the season. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff like that. I mean, like I, um, I, yeah, I think that the, I got a real good sense, I think, of all like, you know, the, the, you know, the ju- guest judges um, that just it felt very cool to be around them. It, uh, really just amazing talent. And I think I like the idea of that. It felt like that that next level up of like going worldwide and understand like the impact, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and approaches both like the differences and the commonalities. It was all really cool. I want to one spend a lot of time because I think my favorite probably contestant throughout all of this was Sylvia Potato Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to eat everything she made except for the one where she got eliminated but before I, that i didn't want oh, didn't to she did the sandwich with the goo on the outside yeah. also which i think would bother you guys as sandwich aficionados but favorite place to have goo but the uh, yeah she was such a delight she was one of the people i love people who when they lose they're like yeah fine like 
I love people who are like just not bothered by the whole thing and just like I make potatoes. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm potato girl. I love potatoes. Yeah, me too. And her, I think, also just like maybe she gets MVP for like showing how she showed up uh, as part of the peanut gallery as well. I think just always like just I think really just a really chill vibe there as well and just very supportive. I I I, I'm really really happy to like have. A lot of these people, you know, grace, uh, grace the screen, uh, but but specifically. Oh, another just amazing person to grace the screen. The screen was Victoire, who like yeah. almost died multiple times. Even after the one time where she had the nut allergy shock, where they had to like barely revive her. The next challenge, someone is like, "I want to put some walnuts in this dish," and then we see the thing. Well, like, guys, did you not? You yeah, that actually her. really bothered me. Like, couldn't they just not have walnuts have no, for yeah, the whole season? No it's okay. It yeah. was wild. But she was willing to eat a nut that she knew she was death like allergic to to taste the dish, which is incredible. Also, really funny in her like ninth language. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. What an incredible, incredible is it? Person. Do you think it's really true that she learned English, whatever, two months before the show? Because her English was extremely good for that, if that's true. Yes, extremely good for two months. I think it had enough still like little hangups in it that it makes sense that it was more recent, I guess. But like, maybe there's a thing where you know five uh languages and so uh okay 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 um sorry just talk okay great um all right so we're gonna do the this is gonna be a podcast of attrition so we're gonna we've, we've lost two of the people we started with I mean, this is like, so I think we are, whether we realize it or not, we are entering the finale if we're down to the last three. That's so true. We've we've gone down to the last three of us to finish the show out. Uh, Bye, Kyle. Say goodbye to Sarah for us. Um, And I'll, Kyle just sent us a message that we're going to loop back to here in one second. Um, uh, Where were we? What did did we just say as before that? Uh, We were talking about. Oh, learning English. Yeah, Victoria learning English. Yeah, I think there's got to be something where if you just if you if you speak seven languages, an eighth is easier to add. And also, like, especially if you've got some romance, not like languages, like enough of English is like overlap that you would get some parts of it. But I think she might just be really good at learning languages. Yeah. And I guess if you I mean, for English, of course, we no matter where you live, you're probably hearing it all the time. I've heard plenty of it on TV. And yeah, understanding it gets a little bit easier. For sure. For sure. Um, okay, so uh, on his way out, Kyle sent us a text, and I want to. That's the next question we got to talk about. So, um, this was the finale for Padma, uh, finishing her uh, 19th season on the show. Wow. Uh, I, I believe she came in in season two. Um, so first of all, does the show go on without Padma? Yeah. We'll see. I It'll mean, be they're, different. They're, definitely, it's worth it. It's like this is worth a shot. They're gonna try it for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. No, obviously they will. They will keep doing it, as is evidenced by the Great British Bake Off, where they've replaced everybody but the guy that everyone hates, and people. It still exists. They. The worst part of the show is the only continuity from the beginning to the end of that show, <laughs> yeah. and it just keeps on happening. And they uh, all pretend it's, he's great and love him, which exactly. is <laughs> yeah. so bizarre, it's so weird. But um, but but uh. Yeah, th- so obviously the show's a hit. Magic Elves will keep making it. I it, it's this is a huge portion of my heart. I don't know if I can lose Padma and like come back to it with the same eyes. Like I still watch Break- British Bake Off, but I'm like sad every time. It's not the same. Yeah. It's like what if what if it's Gail? I mean, I don't know for sure, but no, this is a great question. So so Padma, we I just read uh, Padma did an interview with the L.A. Times 
um, the other day that was really interesting. Um, so she was very uh, candid um, in it and was like, did some like a little bit of shit talk and a little bit of just like look more honest than you'd think. I was wondering the way she was like getting choked up at the at announcing the finale. I wondered if she had it had already decided and she said she hadn't decided, but it had been kind of floating around in her head. And so I think she like kind of knew um, she thought it could be her last season is what she said. Um, but there was a they asked her, like, who should take over for you? And I was like, for sure, she'll just dodge that. Like, you can't just answer that. And then she was like, well, I don't want to piss anybody off, but here are my thoughts. And then she Aww. just like said who she thought. Um, who would you think? Let me I was just trying to I was stalling while I tried to put you think and you're like, get to the end. Um, OK, uh, so she's like, I don't want to piss anybody off. You know, especially past contestants are all like my children, but there are a lot of great people like Melissa King and Kirsten Kish who both have their own shows. And um, Kyle just said on his way out that he thinks Kish should take over. We, we just started watching Kish's uh, show. Um, it's like restaurant at the end of the world. or something. Yeah, it's very good. Recommend. It? Yeah, it's really I, she, fun. She was also a co-host on the new Iron Chef and she was great. She was really fun on that. Um, Padma also says Carla Hall would be fantastic. And then also, oh, yeah. Gregory Gorday or Kwame would uh, could both do the jobs because they're the Someone hottest. Was saying Kwame uh, when we when I was talking with someone. Yeah, about, uh, she said friend. they're she said they're both uh, some of the they're two of the hottest chefs in the world right now, and we don't see enough black men in roles at the forefront of the professional food world. Um, which, um, as far being on the forefront of the food world, uh, special shout out to Gregory who just won uh, the uh, best new restaurant. For con for at the uh at the beards he just wow. won the beard for best restaurant in the country oh my gosh for his new haitian restaurant in portland con so that's um, awesome. incredible i love i love both gregory and kwame but i don't both of them have great supporting energy and i don't know that i want either of them at the very front i mm. would prefer melissa or kristen and i also gail would be such an obvious choice gail's yeah. been there this whole time she hosted just desserts. She's done plenty of other stuff and she knows and she also this is the one way you could make me stay on, I think. The the best way to keep me on is with that kind of continuity. Is show me somebody who's been in the family this whole time. Um and Pat even said that too. She said I think Gail would be great. We've grown up together on the show and she certainly knows how to know handle all the complexities that sit between us at the judges table. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the solution is have Gail take my chair then you could have a permanent position that only alumni get to take. And I think that makes a ton of sense. If, yeah. if it's Gail plus Kwame and Gail plus Gordon uh, or Gregory, uh, like something like that, that would be great. I'd like yeah. that a lot. What's a, what's a really weird, what's, a, what's an outside the box uh, hire well, for this? The, the only, th I think I said this by email already, but the only thing, person that I really want is Billy Joel's wife back. Really? Because <laughs> she, she did a bad job on season one. They fired her. And if they were like season 21... You get a second chance. I think that would be so funny. Uh, I love that idea. I, I, am, I don't remember her name, and I hate calling her Billy Joel's wife. It's, but it's Katie, Katie Lee. Lee. Katie Lee. I think Katie Lee re coming back would be hilarious. Thanks for keeping um, my chair warm for 20 years, Padma. And then she sits down and starts the show again. Amazing. I mean, you could also do... Uh, so she's not married to Bailey Joel anymore. So you could do her current spouse also, Ryan Beagle. Yeah, everybody, Just, Ryan Beagle's wife. No, it's very no, offensive, and I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, ha, no. Wait, hold on. Have him be the host That's for some saying. reason? Yes, that well, is my pitch. Why does he get it? What has he earned? I, I think just it, nothing. Uh, it, I think he's just known. It's like, a, like, it's like some sort of cockney rhyming yeah, scheme. Yeah, no, you see, do Kaylee's husband. 
Um, that's the next, and then and then you do someone else after that. Oh, okay. Like Only if you husbands. bill him on the show yes. always as Katie Lee's husband and point. never yes. say his name. That's okay, funny. I like that. Uh, Megan's vote, if she were here, was for Mike Richards, the Jeopardy producer who was like lead, oh my led, God. The, led the search for a new Jeopardy host and was like, "Weird, it's me," and then got fired like right away. Uh, oh my God! Can we do an, an actual magical elf, like a literal magical oh, literal elf, elf, not just a producer from the no. elves? Um, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, um, the Michelin Man available. <laughs> James Beard. James Beard. James <laughs> okay. Beard or the Michelin Man. Both great options. Uh, oh, what's the what's the Australian guy? Um, oh, Curtis. Oh, Curtis. Curtis. Curtis Stone. He'd he'd be good too. Yeah, he would. Um, although, yeah, I yeah, he's he's lovely. I'm trying to think of other people who've hosted spinoffs of the shows. Um, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT who the next no, person should be. No, no, this is why we're striking. <laughs> um, what was the? I mean, I would love any of the international people we saw. I'd love that French lady to come on. Oh yeah, I I, I really did want to see more of her. I also love uh, uh, Smythe. I thought she she was because she was one of the hosts of oh. the, Net, the Netflix. Claire Claire Smith. Claire no. Smith. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Smythe with a Y, um, with a y and a uh, yeah. Extra, but she, so she was one of the judges on Netflix Final Table, which we watched, and oh. and I really like her, and I would like to see more of her on that too. Yeah. Do you well? Yeah. So, what's your gut on this? Because one of the things that's cool about Padma is that she was not a chef, but is a very well respected food person. Although one of the things she talked about in this interview was she was not a very well respected food person at the beginning and she fought for a while. And there was this moment where Eric repair was like, you have a really good palate. Don't let these people talk shit. And then she like really blossomed from that, which is amazing. Um, but the, uh, I liked that sort of like, cause Tom's a chef. Like we've got long time yeah. respected steakhouse chef on lock. I loved having somebody with a different view on food yeah. from the chef world, but like still being chef adjacent. Um, that's why Gail just feels Gail's a good, right. Yeah. But yeah, does Gail want to do it? This is an, this is a question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. I don't know if there's a way to. Like Gail is a pretty good gig right now. I guess I don't know what she wants necessarily from this, but I like I. I think it's a much it's it's a much harder role. I think to sort of like be setting the tone for that and like to be, I don't know, judged against the vibe that like Padma is putting out kind of throughout. Like that, it's it's a it's a tough thing. Uh, so like I I don't know I don't know who could possibly do that. I, 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 uh, big shoes to fill shoes. totally totally um other suggestions uh mijun pak is from top chef canada and she is awesome she's a great i think she's sort of the gale of top chef canada okay um and i just loved her um also this is means less to you guys this would be very funny to megan but mark McEwen would be a hilarious choice he's the tom of oh uh, but, yeah but in addition to owning a restaurant he also owns like the market right grocery stores yeah, yeah. McEwen foods <laughs> Where they have they have to shop at his grocery store on the show. It's hilarious, and he's like, he's definitely like kind of a douche, but then sometimes yeah. charming enough. It's a really interesting mix. But Mijun yeah, Park I don't remember that. particularly loving him. No, he's not <laughs> lovable. That's another fake answer. Um, but yeah, Mijun Park would be a really good one. Um, uh, yeah, I like a I like a food writer. I think it, I mean I think Gail's the right answer. She's been like so crucial to this franchise. We love her. She's done other Top Chef. She's hosted other Top Chef shows. Wait. She'd be good at it. I do know what it's supposed to be. Okay, season 21 is Top Chef colon top host and is the competition to host. <sighs> I'm going to email him. You're right. This is yeah. it. I mean, I know this. This is the way you think about everything. This is your answer to every problem. But you're <laughs> like that same process. 
but you're absolutely right. I think it needs to be there's like the same three people cook every week and then it's a road it's 20 judges <laughs> and the judges get eliminated one at a time over 14 episodes well and they the have fina- to host and judge they have oh to host and judge. oh man oh man i love the, the the like the meta spawn con uh, episode i think like Sp- spawn wars where it's just like <laughs> <laughs> but so like multiple times on the show we made top chef producers play top top chef producer producer Yes. I think top top chef host host would be a great season, and I think we could probably suggest it. Well, because I mean, here's the thing: if I want Buddha to just try to win everything, basically, so. <laughs> yeah, Buddha would be in, in the running for sure. <laughs> like, I, I thought I wasn't gonna come back, but I did. Well, and, so, and like, oh, and, and 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 Volt would come back and also get runner up on this. Be, he is <laughs> a top runner up. Runner up. <laughs> I well, that is actually so. Buddha's a good good suggestion as well, and this like. Yeah, Kish and and Melissa King are both good answers, but but Buddha having won twice. The, That's so the, the thing about route, right? Where it's exactly, like, exactly. If you are the best player at the game, you get to like you now get to be in charge of the game. I firmly believe that if you win a show hard enough. You get the show as a prize. And that's what Ken Jennings got on Jeopardy. And he was always the right choice. There were other good people who who auditioned. LeVar Burton would have been an awesome Jeopardy host. But Ken won Jeopardy. He wins Jeopardy. And I think Buddha won Top Chef hard enough that it's his now. He 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 shatters the the backboard, basically. And now he gets to take it home with him. He's cutting down the net, taking it home with him. This is his show. That's that's, that's my official answer. I mean, obviously, Gail's a good answer. Gail or Buddha. Um, Padma also had some advice for the new host. One thing was, it was like, it took her like 10 seasons before they would give her a, with that stress mat to stand on, that like rubber mat. Oh, she's like, yeah. I'm standing there for six hours in heels, like, and it took me all this time to get a stress mat. She also had to fight really hard to get a key light just on her face. And she was re- like, um, they were like lighting other people more, even though she was the front center of the table. And because of her skin, they were using the cameras were all oriented towards white skin and the lighting was all towards white skin. And she had like fight for this for years. Um, So she was like, get a stress mat right away. Make sure they adjust your key light. And also don't show up hungry. This is like my favorite thing she said. She was like, I I used to try to show up hungry because I wanted to have like my appetite open to these meals. And then there'd be like some delay. We'd wait three hours and then it'd be an ice cream challenge. And I'd have to eat 15 ice creams in a row. And after three, it's not fun anymore. And so it's not fair. So she was like, eat something, be like mid-level full of something bland. Eat like some yogurt two hours before and just be like, okay. Mm. And then eat the meal. That's fascinating. Really brilliant. And she's going to keep making Taste the Nation, her other show, which is yeah, also like successful and also great. And I'm happy yes, for that. I fully support that. It's a wonderful yeah. show. She's a, it's a, and she's like way more, I don't know, chill. It's like the, the like during she's, she's She swears. And I love that. She gets to be so much more what it seems like it would be like to hang out with her. And yeah, she, she said that too. She's like, it's just much more like me and what I want to say and what I want to do. And Top Chef is so structured. And yeah, she's kind of got like that person. boozy ant vibes on Taste the Nation a little bit. <laughs> Which, oh man, if we're going to, this would be the perfect time to do that, like, in memoriam clips of Padma on the show. And most of them would be somebody serves her booze and she's giggling. That would be my favorite. <laughs> like, somebody brought her pancakes and a shot of whiskey and she's having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> it was that, I will remember yeah, right. you. Yeah, exactly. I would like, oh, I would love to see a best of Padma with, like, closing time playing behind her. <laughs> um, while she's just, like, eating pancakes and drinking a martini. Maybe one of you fans out there can make that. Yeah, this would be perfect. Thank you. So uh, let's let's wrap up. Uh, 
<laughs> before we lose any more bold predictions. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. We covered a lot of predictions for next season with that. I, I mean, I think t- top top chef host host is the most bold. Yeah. Prediction. I don't. I want. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I want Katsuji to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I. Yeah, I do like how they've incorporated more alumni over the last couple of years. I think that's really, really good. And it's also smart because it's like, look how important these people are. They're getting to be on Top Chef, you know? Yes, it's exactly. like, really, <coughs> it like supports there, your own project. Is there a mailbag that we could do one or two from? Or did people not write in since people we weren't People send us emails that were all like, where are you? We miss okay. you. And that's okay. not great content. Here. <laughs> and we promise we will not do any better next season. <laughs> just just play the, the ding ding song and then we'll all say Here. <laughs> Song. Amazing. Right. Hey, that was the song that I wanted to hear. I love it. And we're here. I hope I remember to edit that in. Um, yeah, no promises about that. Well, I can promise. Next year will probably not be better, but I do miss it, and I love it. It might not be worse. It might be the same. We might get one episode in. I was so sure we would do a couple of mid-season check-ins, but then after like episode two, I'm like we we didn't have time to watch episode two that week, and so it's like now I'm just behind every week and I never am able to do it. Yeah. And we had to power. We watched four of them this week to catch up. So Ooh, good work. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so fun and I miss all of you guys so much and I miss the letters and I appreciate all of you writing in. And so thank you for the mailbag and I'm sorry. We could, you know what we could do? Google we it? could have a competition to be the new host of Pack Your oh, we should. Who are we giving the podcast to? I mean, like, this is like kind of free on the side of the road. So I think it's whoever wants it, come pick it up and run with it. Write, write an essay, send it in. <laughs> yeah, your audition tape. Oh, and then so if you win, you can go do it and we will cheer for you from the sidelines that's so interesting um wow okay so uh yeah i guess we'll be back uh we'll be back sometime eventually and if you in the meantime um you can uh i guess have kids that's what everyone else here is doing that's a, we're big have kids sponsors and then also you can listen to ezra and i's podcast the best thing ever we have a new podcast called The Best Thing Ever, which I put an episode in the thing a little while ago, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we're, we're still having a good time. So Yeah, we, still, we talk about food sometimes. We talk about other things, too. Yeah, things mostly, that could be the best thing ever. Mostly not food recently. Uh, I got razzed pretty hard for thinking food was that good, so we haven't done food in a while. But <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, also, uh, New Sarah was on an episode that was great, uh, right? So well, romance novels. Yeah, yeah. I don't know so, if I put that in this feed. I, maybe yeah. I will. Oh, you should. And yeah, I, 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 my goal is to... To, to have uh, a Brooklyn representative also uh, uh, come on some and talk point. about something they want to. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's in the same orbit. Yeah. All right. Well, great talking to you two. Great chatting, you guys. And uh, thank you, everybody at home, for listening. And I hope you had a good season of Top Chef. And we'll, we'll talk to you again sometime in the future. Wait, wait, who got eliminated? Oh, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Everyone uh, pack, else. <laughs> pack and go, yeah. Um. <laughs> who didn't get eliminated? This was a quadruple <laughs> elimination today. <laughs> it's one of those where, yeah, they It was all- a quadruple <laughs> They all messed up their Wellingtons. It's the it's very hard to cook a Wellington. Everybody did bad. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for doing that, you guys. Yeah, it's fun. Limping across appropriate. The <laughs> I think it was perfect. Well, yeah, because if 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 we came out in full force and we were really good, everybody'd be like, "Where was this all season?" But this, they'll be like, "Yeah, they jumped the shark. Guys, we're, yeah. we're good." This is when you like you call into work and you are clearly sick. You don't even have to fake. Exactly. It was like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I could come in. I'm real bad. <laughs> <laughs>